Good morning. It's 842 on AM Tampa Bay and time for our segment called And That's the Law with Donna and Dominic Baccarella, the attorneys. And today we're talking about things like, uh, well, children and the uh, difficulties it is in dealing with divorce when it comes to children. And one of the questions, and by the way, you can call if you have any questions. We've got free legal advice. If you're in a divorce or about to become a part of a divorce situation, if you have kids involved, or if you don't, any questions you might have, uh, give us a call because it's free. And that's, can't say that very often. That's it's quite free, a deal. It's for me. Yes, indeed. Give <laughs> us a call at 1 800 969 9352. And one of the questions here is, what is uh, shared parental responsibility cover? Jack, uh, shared parental responsibility involves a mutual ability for both parents to make decisions regarding the health, education, and welfare of the minor child. If there's a lot of contention between the parents, sometimes the court will grant one parent the ability to make the final decision. But the court is hopeful that they will mutually decide what's in the best interest of the child. I wanted to ask you this because this, this, is, this is one that, that, that I, I think about. Like You have multiple children, three children, and the agreement is this week they're going to live with you, next week they're going to live with me. And that works fine when they're young and they're two, three, and four years old. But as these kids get older and they get to be, you know, 11, 12, and 13, aren't you disrupting their life by putting them in one home for one week and another home for another week? I'll let Dominic answer that one. Well, many years ago we had a thing called rotating custody. Many years ago, we we had a thing called rotating custody where the parents would share 50-50. We got rid of that, and we went to the parenting plans. But what happens is you have to consider the schools, the school district. Some parents live completely across town from each other. The disruption in their lives, it gets to be uncontrollable. Now, what we do is we come up with different types of scenarios where you've got a nine-five relationship in a two-week period, one house for nine days, one day house overnights. These are overnights we're talking about, and that encompasses the weekends, and a lot of times it starts on maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and the other, you know they flip. Mm-hmm. So it works out pretty well. But the big consideration is the needs of the children, and that's what the court says. If it's you got somebody living in town and country, and another one living in Riverview, you can imagine what the shuffling the kids back and forth and the disruption in their lives. So True, you need to plan that. But is there an age or a point where the child has a say in anything that's happening in their life? Usually age 15. That's when they start to drive and they start making decisions about where they want to be. The other factor is all the social activities that start when the child is 15. They have high school games and and it's time to be at dad's house, but I've got a game or I've got a party. they got um, girlfriends. I mean, exactly. every, everything is complicated. Exactly. The court time. always encourages uh, the other parent to encourage the child to go to the visitation, to work something out. The court wants you to do that. Now, the way it gets, when it gets a little bit contested, at age 14, the child can express a preference. Now, the preference has to be articulated. And it has to be because it's in their best interest. It can't be because, oh, I, I go into dad's house, we go fishing every weekend, or we go out and go hunting and we have fun. That's not a reason. 
They have to articulate. And a lot of times the parents, we don't want them around. And we file a motion for an in-camera exam where the judge sits with the child without the parents present and questions them. And the judges are very astute to this and questions them as to their preference. And then they can make a decision that hopefully it's in the best interest. Yeah. I know of a, a, a divorced couple with a couple of kids and, and dad will want to take one of the kids or maybe both of the kids to say a ball game that starts at a certain time, but they can't do that because mom won't let the child out of the house before her designated time to go with dad. But they're just kind of at a loss, aren't they? I mean, because if that's not part of the plan. You're absolutely right. And uh, the judges are hopeful that even though there is a plan, that the parents will mutually work to cooperate. However, if there is that contention in the relationship between the two parents, the parent, if there is a time frame, that's the time frame they're going to stick to. What if there is no contention except for one issue where one parent wants the child to, to go to this school and the other parent says, no, 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 I want them to go to private school. And the father says, well, I don't want to pay for private school. And they go back and forth. How, how's that issue settled? Florida has free schools. The parents would have to agree that private schools in the children's best interest. And both parents would have to agree to how they're going to pay for it because we have free schools in Florida. But we do have contentions where parents are saying one wants them to go to Catholic school or Baptist school or whatever. And we have these problems. Uh, they can't work it out. They can go to mediation and try to express themselves to each other face-to-face with the mediator. If not, the court can determine. We got uh, a caller. We're going to get to the caller here in a moment and get you to hang on here, Chris, uh, because we're going to take a break here and remind you also to go to our website at 970wfla.com slash amtb. We got a a woman who quit teaching and is now making six figures. We're talking over $100,000 twerking on the Internet on Vine. <laughs> and you can check that out. And right under that, too, is one of the most amazing videos you're ever going to see of acrobats, dancers, a dance routine by acrobats, uh, plus Mitt Romney doing an Obama joke. And if you like everybody in the audience, we'll catch on to it right before the end of it. <laughs> At 848... And we'll have more with Donna and Dominic Baccarella here coming up in a moment. Let's go to Chris Curley in the newsroom. It's 8.55, and we're continuing with our segment, and that's the law with Donna and Dominic Baccarella and talking about divorce and the kids. And we got Chris in Newport Ritchie. And, Chris, the floor is yours. What's your question? Hi. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, my question uh, basically has to do with um, abandonment. Um, the wife left and took our youngest child. Uh, he's 16 now. Uh, it's been kind of pushing three months. And what, well, and left uh, the, our oldest son, which is of age, at, at the house with me for me to take care of. It's got some medical issues going on. Um, she, she left and is no longer uh, contributing to the household or any of the, the normal bills that go on. What, what are my options when it comes to filing for divorce? Well, filing for divorce, uh, you've been here for six months continuously, so Florida has jurisdiction over you and the children. If she left and went to another state or more than 50 miles away, say another state, and she's there for more than six months and the child's there for more than six months, then that state's going to take control of that child under the Uniform Child Custody Act. So what you have to do is make sure you file prior to the six-month window 
And the fact that she moved more than 50 miles, there's a statute. You can't move more than 50 miles. Once the case is filed, because she can say she's up yeah, there on vacation. Less than 50 miles, though. Yeah, but she's, uh, she might be saying she's up there on vacation. So when you file for divorce, she, you can't move the child more than 50 miles from the jurisdiction where they live without a court order or consent of the parties. Okay. Does that answer your question? Um. Pretty much. I mean, the, the I guess the bigger part would be, um, no, I want to take ownership of the house and leave her out in the cold. Forget it. Don't matter. <laughs> you, need, you, you need to go what, see what if, is she actually entitled to? Well, that's a lot of issues, and you need to talk to a family law attorney, whether it's us or someone <laughs> else, because yeah. uh, you're talking about issues of equitable distribution. You're talking about child support. You're talking about where the children are going to live. You're talking about, you know, there's alimony to be involved. All those issues you need to present to a family law attorney and take their advice. Don't do it yourself because you can end up yeah. creating a bigger mess. And that's the law, yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm not not the pro. That's why I'm calling you. <laughs> well, there you go. And uh, you, Chris, thanks for calling. You got free advice. Good luck. Saved your money right up front here. Um, and, and what about uh, the child support guidelines determining who pays well, if if one parent doesn't work, obviously the other one's going to have to provide the support or it's going to force one to go to work, right? Exactly. Uh, child support guidelines are calculated based on the net income of the parties. They take out federal income taxes, Social Security, Medicare, and whatever comes out on the bottom is put into a formula. And there are a couple of factors that affect that. One is uh, whoever's paying medical insurance if there's any daycare involved, who's paying that? And probably one of the critical factors is how many overnights one parent is spending with the child. A lot of people think that because they are splitting everything 50-50 that it's going to be a wash for child support. But that is not the case because if dad is making 100000 and mom is making 30000 the way the court looks at it is, why should the child have to live at a $30,000 level for half the year? So the court is going to order dad to give mom enough money to go ahead and equalize that child's standard of living. So the mom can now live at a $50,000 a year level and not pass the money down to the kid, right? right. Not, ne- not necessarily. No, no. Not well, hey, we, got okay. a, we got another caller before we go, and we got less than a minute. Joe in the Land of Lakes, what is your question? Yeah, I've got a question about uh, child support. Uh, I understand there's a, a law on the books in Florida that in the event a couple, let's say a married couple, were to... Uh, have a child, and the husband later learns that the child is not his. He's still subject to child support for 18 years. Let's, Joe, we're out of time. Let's let them answer. you got 20 seconds. Uh, the law is this. If a child is born to a, during a marriage, it's presumed, and it is the child of the marriage. It can have a different biological father, but if you, it's during your marriage, you're daddy, and you're going to take care of that child. All right, and that's it, and that's the law. And happy birthday today to Tampa Theater that opened on this date in 1926. A treasure here. Uh, Donna and Dominic Baccarella, thanks for joining us, and that's the law. And we'll do it again next Wednesday, and we'll see you tomorrow morning at 5 on AM Tampa Bay.